Need a quick hit of Marketing Smarts inspiration? Here it is. We have lifted portions of our Marketing Smarts episodes for those of you who need a quick jolt of marketing savviness right now. Refer to the description for how to find a longer form version. And with that, here it is. Note the culture and act in accordance. And there are no two ways about it. So while you want to bring yourself to work, you are agreeing to work for someone else, right? Unless it's your own company. But even that, you know, me and April have to compromise on how much of ourselves that we're bringing to work because Mm -hmm. we have to work together, right? So you have to really acknowledge, you have to respect that there are company cultures and expectations. Now, that doesn't mean you can't be yourself. And you're going to hear us say this a lot, is that there's still a desire for you to bring yourself and who you are to work. But you have to also acknowledge the fact that you can't be a victim in these circumstances. So a lot of times what we'll hear is, well, that's just not me. Mm-hmm. I, d- I just can't do that. Right. And if there's certain things that are really contrary to your personal being and really violating your personal brand and you really need to think about that and you really need to consider whether or not this is the right place for you. But if it's just like something's just not hitting right, then you really need to think about. Well, why is that? Is this because it's new to me? Is it because it's different? Is it because I just don't I, I I don't haven't felt like this before or like these people are different? Like maybe there's something else that's kind of triggering your reaction to to this that is maybe uncomfortable to begin with, but maybe after you got used to it, you might find it it actually fits. So you may want to give yourself a little bit of time. In order just to kind of see and we talk about trying it on all the time or testing mm-hmm. and learning, you can use whatever metaphor works for you, but just kind of see, well, what is this new experience? What is this new culture? Might be something that I actually enjoyed that I didn't really realize that I did enjoy, right? But if it's not, then you really need to think about then then how you want to get out and then how you need to think about the next time that you go into these cultures and making sure you're better judge of the kind of culture that is going to work for you. But don't assume that when you get into these cultures and all of a sudden something kind of like strikes you from like out of the blue and you're like, I don't know, I don't know, I feel uncomfortable, that you can just automatically go ahead and change it, right? So you have to go in with the understanding, if you're going to give this a shot, that this is the culture, you have to believe in it, you have to embrace it, and you have to try to find a place for yourself within it. Now, after a while, you might find that, hey... I might be able to impact the culture a little bit. I might be able to figure out ways of bringing more of myself into this culture. Um, as an example, um, our when I was in PNG, like a big part of our culture was a lot of happy hours. Mm-hmm. We went to happy. That was our way of celebrating and getting together, decompressing, and decompressing. And then, but what we found out was like, well, some of the people didn't go to happy hours because they don't really like to drink, mm-hmm. right? So they would then suggest other things for us to go do to kind of decompress and 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 have some. Um, some team time. And so they were able to bring that in and they were able to share some of their personal passions. And we went along with that as well. And that became part of our culture. But if you come in like a bull in the China shop and, (laughs) you know, you're trying to change culture from day one, they might not respond very, very well to that. So you need to really consider that. Yeah. And I think your point about getting better at assessing cultures as you go to join organizations can really help you bring the right balance of yourself to work for you. And I'll give you another specific example that just kind of started to hit me over the head after being with so many agencies that were owned by other agencies was that I literally would lose my mind 
when something would take too long or a promotion couldn't go Mm -hmm. through or we took on a client that we shouldn't have. Like basically it boiled down to the decisions were beyond my control. And that was fine because I wasn't leading the organization and I wasn't in a super senior role at that point in time. But as I progressed in my career and I kept hitting my head (laughs) up against the ceiling (laughs) of these types of things, I realized that that was something that was a hot button for me that culturally I just could not get on board with. And there was no way to change that in those organizations. So when I made the decision to go to my final agency, the, the criteria for me was that it absolutely must be independent. I just mm-hmm. had was totally worn out. And I knew that part of not being able to be my whole self, or that was kind of the comment I was making, is I was feeling so much stress and anxiety about how many times those were the answers that that was trickling into my personal life. And so Mm -hmm. then the guilt was happening on that side, too. And so when I would say I felt like I wasn't able to bring myself to work, it was because something that I just fundamentally disagreed with was a cultural element of the organization that was a mandate. Like there was no changing the fact that we were owned by who we were owned. And I wasn't going to be able to fix that, even if I took that on as my main crusade for however many years I worked within each of these organizations. And so that was one where I had to make the decision that there was nothing I or anyone that I reported to or was around or whatever could affect or change. And therefore, I had to change my criteria when I went to look for the next job. I think that's a really insightful example. And I think it actually parlays very nicely into kind of the uh, the journey of a lot of us and me specifically as we progress through our career because yeah. sometimes when we progress through our career it's not necessarily for um, the purposes of getting to the next level but yeah. it's in a pur- it's for the purpose of finding a better culture that fits absolutely right and for me I mean I that was my journey I started off in engineering and I started off in a very um, small part of engineering in, in within um, PNG and then I went to a broader R&D organization and I saw well I just didn't want to do packaging I wanted to be part of the culture that was actually helping to define what the consumer was going to think about these things. So I went into the consumer side. And then I was like, I want to be closer to the business. I want to be part of that culture, Mm -hmm. the setting strategy. So Mm -hmm. I moved over to that part. And I didn't, if somebody would have said, as I started as an engineer, that I was going to end in communications, I'm like, you got to be kidding. Like, there's no (laughs) way that that's going to happen. And so that was not my end goal was to be in communications. It ended up being the place, though, that I felt I could actually exhibit the most of myself within mm-hmm. my work and my role. So sometimes it's not as obvious. And I, yeah. I mean, cause a lot of people are like, when I get to the next level, uh-huh. I'll feel better like about being able to bring myself. I'll have more of a say I'll have, um, I'll be able to set more direction. I'll have more people reporting into me. So I'll get to coach and mentor more, not necessarily the nope. case. So it's really about finding the places that you feel like you can really exhibit the most amount of your your passions, your skills, what makes you feel fulfilled, not necessarily the defined level or the defined uh, function mm-hmm. that you think is going to be that. You just never know. Well, it's taking responsibility for yourself and your reality. Right. I mean, I think that's essentially what we're talking about here. And so I think 
bringing yourself to work, sometimes people can use that as a cop-out, right? Like, well, I'm not, I can't bring myself to work, so therefore I'm going to not invest as much time or, you know, oh, I'm not going to meet people. I'm not going to yeah. talk to people. I'm not going to participate in any of the company activities. Yeah. And, you know, yes. 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 Whereas it should be more like, no, I'm going to use myself to manage what I want. And I'm going to be participate as in the steering team that's going to design these so I yep. can have a say in how I want these yep. to go and, you know, and have a voice in those. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. Exactly. All right. Number three, request feedback and use it. Again, you might think you're doing just fine and maybe you absolutely are. But at every job and every work situation, there are challenges that come up. And there are times where we feel like I was saying before, like you're beating your head against the wall, right? And so we never encourage, and you hear us talk about all the time on the show, whether we're talking about our clients and getting a holistic view of their business or ourselves and what we're working on, getting input from others. This is another situation where you want to go ahead and do that because feedback can be a great way to enlighten yourself or see things from a different mm -hmm. point of view. Or even if you disagree with what somebody says, give some thought to something that you wouldn't have thought yourself. And so I will say there are a few caveats here. So only seek advice from people you respect and believe will give it to you straight, but also have your back. That can be mm -hmm. a very tenuous balance. Um, so you want people that are actually in your corner versus just not necessarily out to get you, but are always the naysayers or those types of things. Um, ask for feedback only if you are ready to hear it and then do something about it. If you're going to ask people for their time, you need to show that you're respectful of their time. Otherwise, don't waste it. Wait until you're ready to ask them. Don't embrace unsolicited feedback if you would not go to that person for advice. So back to the point mm -hmm. of only going to people that you respect, this is the opposite of that, where someone gives you feedback and they're never anyone that you would go to anyway, but for some reason you can't shake that feedback and it starts to really sit within you. Find ways to get out of that pattern and reorient your thinking of why am I worried about this? That person doesn't mean anything to me from a business relationship, trust, respect perspective and let it go. And also to solicit feedback from outside your company. So we talk a lot about coaching and mentoring and, you know, that's a big part of our business. And it's because we believe so passionately that even if you have someone in your organization that absolutely has your back, they also have to protect themselves first. And so their view, while they may think they're giving you the best advice, it might also just be tainted by the requirements of their job or the department they're in and what they're hearing and seeing or another conversation they had that day. So having outside people to go to that understand you and your career and your goals and objectives and how you want to show up and how much of yourself to bring to work, you need that support from outside as well. And again, like I said, if you're going to request it, be ready to use it. So after you've done that assessment of yourself and you've, you know, you've thought through the culture, which is not really an order, but something you should always be doing, this is kind of the other side of the assessment, which is go and talk to other people in the organization. And I think, you know, from an example perspective, there was a point in my career where because I was moving up so fast and I was such a hard worker and I was willing to work a lot of hours and put in the time and whatever, I was seen as a rising star. And so in a lot of ways, I never actually got any feedback because 
I was a little bit untouchable from that perspective. Mm -hmm. People were like, I don't want to kill her spirit. Or it was like, you know, go to April, she'll get it done. Or it was like, holy crap, she's achieving all of this stuff. You know, we're really excited about her. She's a young up and comer, all of that kind of stuff. Right. And so on the other side of that, I stopped getting feedback. But one of the pieces of feedback that came to me was from a very unlikely source and actually someone that (laughs) I'm kind of going against what I said. I didn't necessarily respect from the way that they did work perspective. Not that they weren't respectable or whatever. We just had very different styles. But I was in the midst of working a million hours, waking up on all time zones. We were doing emergent mm-hmm. acquisition. I was killing myself. I was working weekends. I was barely sleeping. And on a Saturday, I talked to this person and they were like, you know what my advice to you in this situation is? Stop it. Stop it right now. Go see a movie, take the rest of the day off, Mm. have a couple glasses of wine. And I didn't do it. (laughs) But I will say that knowing that person, I still look back on that moment and I'm like, I should have just listened. Because the outcome of that day was we were literally printing, I think, a book of every employee in the organization, which in agency life, you can't that that list changes on like an hourly basis, basis, right? Somebody quits, somebody new comes in, whatever. And so there was one name missing and I was trying to like contact the printer and contact the person that designed the book and whatever. And it was like, number one, this was a stupid idea. That should have been the answer. This was a dumb idea. You should have just fired him and been done with it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Dumb idea. And I'm like, where's my name? Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, exactly. And so it was just like something that like really didn't matter. But I was so far in that, again, I was losing sight of that. And I should have taken that advice from that person. Well, I think you bring up a good point about motive when, you know, when people are giving you feedback, because unlike April, I got a ton of feedback all the time from every different source. Um, I'm not saying I didn't get feedback at different phases. I'm saying at that particular (laughs) phase. Yeah, well, um, and I think for me, it's always trying to figure out the motive for the reason why people give you feedback, right? Mm -hmm. And that's how you decide if that feedback is going to be valid or not. And sometimes like that person who gave you that feedback had no like bearing on whether or not you failed or succeeded to solve the Mm -hmm. the opportunity to give you a piece of wisdom. Yep. And that you probably should have taken it, right? Based on that fact, because it doesn't, they weren't trying to say, oh, if she um, doesn't do this and she's going to fail, she's going to look bad. I'm going to look better. Yeah. Right. Now you could also get yourself into like a big quagmire of then I'm not going to listen to anybody's feedback because I think everybody's out for me. Yeah. And that's not the case either. But you do need to be choiceful on what feedback you're going to accept. And usually, you know, and uh, when you hear it, you kind of know and you don't necessarily want to admit it to yourself, but you, you kind of already know that that's the case. And that's the feedback you really want to embrace. But I think it's really important not to be overwhelmed by it and try to do too many things yep. and too many times. Pick a couple, really act accordingly in order to try to put a couple into practice, see how those go, refine them, keep a couple more coming, because it's always going to be a continuous cycle of learning and refining and growing and um, cultivating your personal brand. So it you, you have to continue to be in that mindset. And if you're always in that mindset, it doesn't become like a big like, oh, oh what do I do with my, you know, this feedback mm-hmm. or I got feedback and it makes me feel bad about myself and, and that sort of thing. So yeah, no, I think it's a good point. You can't yeah. get all the feedback from everyone in the world and then try to change all the things at the same time. Still need help in growing your marketing smarts? Contact us through our website, forthright-people.com. 
We can help you become a savvier marketer through coaching or training you and your team or doing the work on your behalf. Please also help us grow the podcast by rating and reviewing on your player of choice and sharing with at least one person. Now, go show off your marketing smarts.